podcast where Leanne and Mike are ready to start the first day of the rest of their lives. This is the podcast where our two co-hosts discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at First Day Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to connect with you. So get ready to start right now, tomorrow, when it's the first day of the rest of our lives. Here's your host, Mike and Leanne. Welcome to the first day of the rest of our lives. It's our life, and it's our lives. I'm Michael Gobier, your host, along with my co-host, Leanne. Hello. Hi, Leanne. Hi. How's it going? It's going really well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. It's a pleasure to be here. This is episode number three of our new little venture. We call this show the first day of the rest of our lives because we are always making plans to try and get better, and it's always starting when? Tomorrow. That's right. It always starts tomorrow. <laughs> so we are on Twitter and Instagram, and we have an email. We've shortened it to make your lives easier. It's first day pod at protonmail.com. That's also the same on Twitter and Instagram, correct? Correct. How is the Instagram going, Leanne? Uh, it's going pretty well, actually. Yeah, it's fun. What? What's some of the recent stuff that's been going on there? Any uh, interaction? Anybody uh, checking in? Have you been offering any suggestions? I've been trying. Um, yeah, we already have, I think I've done 11 posts so far. And mm. I'm just trying to get um, kind of a pulse of where everybody's at, what kind of habits people want to get started and what they want to do. Um, and we've had people commenting, which was really nice, telling them like, um, giving tips about what they're doing to kind of, you know, start routines and make tomorrow the first day of the rest of the lives and get on the right foot to do that. Well, that sounds nice. There are so many people out there who are having the same struggles and asking the same questions that we are. So we're really hoping we can continue the engagement with you. We got a couple of emails at our first day pod at protonmail.com web address, first day pod at protonmail.com. Uh, we had an email from Ricardo and Eric, and we were going to thank Ricardo for emailing us first off because it was very nice of him to do so, and he did not have to do that. Mm hmm. And then, yeah, oh, thank you. You want me to thank him too? <laughs> well, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I, thank Ricardo, you. <laughs> his real name is Rich. I know that just because I know we know who he is technically, but he calls himself Ricardo, and maybe he is Ricardo. I don't know. Maybe he. He changed it up and he refers to himself as Ricardo in real life. But we thank you, Ricardo. You gave us a nice little email about how your kids are home and how you're trying to get through the quarantine right now with all 13 kids that he has. He has a lot of kids. I, I don't actually, he, I think he has like five or six kids for real. Does he? He has at least, I want to say he has at least five. He has, he's got a brood, as they say. Wow. Healthy size family. Hmm. And then his wife, is home as well. They're all working from home. They're all home together. And he wrote in talking about how it was a little tough being at home with all of them all day, but he was making the best of it. <laughs> but he said that he was struggling a bit with 
And I think he might be joking, but he was talking about him and his wife were uh, getting on each other's nerves a little bit. Was he saying that or was he saying that it potentially could be a problem in the future? Let's, let's, I think that's more what he was saying. Hmm. And wanting to find out how to handle it if it, if it does, but I don't, I don't think they're having issues right now. Well, he did talk about the ambassador bridge. I just want to throw that out. (laughs) This is true. Yeah. Okay. And he said something about the Ambassador Bridge. We'll leave it at that. So the Ambassador Bridge, by the way, for those of you who don't know, if you're just hearing this pod for the first time, it's the bridge between Canada and Michigan, the United States. And it's a very old bridge. It's very old. Yeah, it's very old. And it's doing its best to, there's probably people traveling on it right now, like truckers and stuff. People like us can't, I mean, me and Leanne have not been able to see each other in five weeks now. It's been Mm -hmm. a long time. Over. Mm-hmm. because we can't go over the bridge or through the tunnel due to the COVID situation. And it's been very stressful. It's been frustrating because obviously we'd like to see each other. I mean, we all want to be connected with the people we care about in our lives. And the quarantine has limited not just us, but all of you. Most of you are either having the problem like Rich has, where you're spending too much time with your loved ones, or you're not getting mm-hmm. enough time with people that you care about. Um, how are you dealing with that, Leanne? No, it's been difficult. It's been really hard. I really miss you, which. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I. To be quite honest, I didn't think it was going to be this difficult. I thought it was going to be. That was going to be nice. It was well, not nice. It was not going to be nice not to see you, but it was going to be just nice. Sure, sure. <laughs> but it was going to be nice to have kind of extra time to do extra projects or extra hobbies or extra whatever, and it's just taken, it's taken a toll on me. So yeah, it's been, it's been interesting and I've never missed anybody this much. So it's all new to me. Well, it's new to all of us. That's very sweet of you to say. I mean, I miss you too. And I miss hang, I miss the ability to go where I want and see whoever I want. That's, Mm -hmm. it makes it hard. It, I've struggled with some anxiety just being here stuck at home. I I didn't know if it was anxiety initially, but as time has worn on, I have to assume that the situation we are in where we can't go anywhere and there's a looming threat in our lives, I I have to imagine it's taking a toll on me. So I'm not an expert or a doctor. I can't diagnose, but sometimes you just have to put two and two together and realize if you're feeling off or funky, you have to look outside and find out what is it about the outside world. If there's no immediate threat in my own life and you know, everything else in my life immediately is it's good. I mean, besides not being able to see you and see people, if you take that out of the equation, which is a big Mm -hmm. part of life, I mean, everything else, fortunately I'm, I'm provided for, you know, the creature comforts are all taken care of. It's just um, the disconnect from people and, I often thought I was kind of a hermit. I like to be alone a lot, but you know, when you have to be alone, it's funny how that changes. It's very different. So yeah, uh, so thank you for emailing us, Rich, and I hope, Ricardo, excuse me, I hope you and your wife are uh, enjoying a quality time together. I'm sure you are. And to all your children, we wish you the best. And uh, now that school has officially been like shut down for the year uh, in Michigan, I'm assuming you'll be spending the whole summer with them. So it should be a lot of fun. Good times. So don't forget, we're the first day 
of the rest of our lives podcast. It's the first day of the rest of our lives. And we are at first day pod on Twitter and Instagram and first day pod at protonmail.com. Write us an email. Tell us about what's going on in your life. We'd love to talk about it. Give us some, uh, some, information we can use so we don't have to research and do our own stuff so we could be more lazy we'd love to be more lazy with our show if we could just have you guys fill the void right oh that's not it oh oh okay you know we want we really want to connect with you i'm just kidding so we would love (laughs) like the instagram i've been impressed i've you know you started up the 66 day challenge do you want to tell people a little bit about that well yeah so they say what it used to be is that everybody thought that it only took 21 days to create a habit. And that was started, oh God, I don't know how long ago, but it was actually by a plastic surgeon that saw that when he was doing um, surgery on people, it was taking on average about 21 days for people to realize, you know, that like if they, they got, uh, whatever, if they got a new nose, it took them 21 days to actually like adjust to realizing, um, what happened. And, um, so they've done research and it actually takes closer on average, it takes 66 days to create a habit and to make it an automatic that could be anywhere, you know, up to, you know, 250 days, but on average, when they did the study, it was 66 days. So I've started, um, a Google, it's not a doc, a Google sheet. So, um, and now we're going to have people that are going to join and it's really simple. You just put in your name and you put in the habit or habits that you want to start doing. And then there's uh, 66 days and every day you put in, you either put in the date that you did the task or you put an asterisk, just meaning that you missed that day. And it'll just start showing patterns of, you know, You'll have false starts in the beginning, but eventually you'll hit kind of a groove. You'll have three or four days in a row that you've done it. And um, the goal isn't really for you to hit the 66 days. It's more to see that chain and then just not break that chain and then just take it one day at a time. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, for any of you that are listening, that you're looking for a habit that you kind of need an accountability partner, this is kind of something that might be able to help in that. And then I'm going to see as it's kind of going and progressing, if we're finding that people are kind of hitting the same slump or they're having a hard time with a certain, whether it's exercise or eating or whatever, we'll throw it out into the Instagram, um, our page and see if people can help with ideas and tips and tricks of how they made it more of a, you know, habit, an automatic habit in their life. So it's just a matter of, you know, all building a community. So that's it. Beautiful. (laughs) I know I put a couple on there. I hope I can pull it off. The key though, the hard part is not quitting. If you, if you screw up or you fail to meet your goal on a day, the hardest thing for a lot of us is just to continue forward. We, well, you know what I thought it was? I thought that because I've heard the 66 day rule before and I always thought that it was 66 days in a row like don't miss a day. So if you do, you know, three days and then you miss a day, I'd be like, Oh great. Now I got to go back to day one. So I was like always going back to day one and the first day of the rest of our lives. And Uh um, I was always going back to day one. So I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to make this a habit. Um, And then, so you almost get defeated before you get started, but they say you're going to have false starts in the beginning. So that's why I've made it that it's 66 days, but 
put the asterisks in there if you miss a day or if you miss two days and it's okay, um, just be accountable so you can kind of keep going on to the next day. And I don't need them or they to tell me that. I know from personal experience how I feel when I miss a day and I screw up and I want to give up because I've given up so many times. I'll try to do something positive, eat right, you know, or follow some type of strict calorie regimen and I'll be like, oh, I screwed it up. Let's just go off the rails now. Wee! It's so self-defeating and I don't know where I learned it or and I, don't, I don't know where a lot of us learned it. We probably just learned it from being, if you're hard on yourself, I'm pretty hard on myself. And I think a lot of people who are always pushing themselves and expect a lot from themselves, if you make a mistake, there's a tendency to want to just say, well, screw it. I can't meet this now. Let's just give up. And there also is the fact that you or I would have this learned behavior or habit already in my brain. So it was easy to go back. It was the fail safe. So if I was trying to change my ways, it was easy to fall back on what I already knew, which was the negative outcome. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I know I should be engaging in that, but I was actually thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that okay. No, thinking's good. We like thinking on this show. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you, Richard, for your email. Uh, 66 Day Challenge. Check it out on Instagram. We're doing it. Join us. You can join us anytime you want, right? Yeah. And any day is day one for you. So I've even, I've put a couple in there and one of them being that I want to get seven and a half hours of sleep before 6am. And I wrote it in there three days ago. I still haven't started day one yet. So, uh, but it's just gonna, it's gonna stay there until I start day one. And then as soon as I actually do it, then I'll get going. But so if there's something that you want to start, put it on there. Just, just the fact of like putting it kind of pen to paper is important, I think. And then having other people that are kind of counting on you, it helps. So. Absolutely. I put no sugar and I did 2000 calories a day or less. And last one is meditating 20 minutes every day. So we'll see how that goes. I've, I've always wanted to meditate and I've never really put the time in. So I'm hoping I can find some peace and comfort, especially during this uniquely different time in our society. So I'm hoping that meditation, it's, you know, it's just like transcendental meditation, you know, close my eyes, think of something to say, and then just go off of that. Let, let all my thoughts really just flow. And I'm not, I'm not sure I did it today for the first time when I woke up this morning. I'm not sure how successful it was, but it's not about success or failure. It's just about doing it. Mm-hmm and seeing it where it takes me. So I'm excited to go on that journey. I hope everybody else gets some ideas because everybody has stuff they want to do to make themselves feel better about themselves or there's something that's bothering them that they want to unburden themselves from. So whether it's meditation or, you know, cardio or learning a hobby, anything like that, you know, throw it on our 66-day challenge sheet and join us. Mm-hmm. And what's the best way to find that? That's on Instagram. Yeah, just go on Instagram and then uh, DM us with your um, email address. And then because it's Google, you don't have to have a Google account. You can have any email address um, and then we'll add you on. And um, you don't have to worry. We're not going to use your email address for anything else because we are not adding a newsletter or anything else. We're (laughs) strictly just doing this podcast and this Instagram. So we will not use your email for anything else um, other than the 66-day challenge. 
Maybe we should start a newsletter. No. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> if you want to, go for it. No, I'm not doing it. No, no way. No, if you're not doing it, I'm not doing it. It's no, not, not right now. We were actually even talking about going onto Facebook and doing that. And I'm actually really proud of myself because um, we started talking about it and we we're like, yeah, that might be really good. And this probably isn't something that I should be proud of, but it it's a big step for me. I've decided I'm not doing it. So by all means, Mike, if you want to do it, you're not on Facebook though. So that'll be difficult. Why are you not doing it? Uh, Cause I'm not going to add anything right now. I'm going to do Instagram and I'm sorry if you're listening and you don't have an Instagram account and you only have Facebook. Um, now's a great chance to hop on over to Instagram. Um, but I'm not going to add anything to my plate. I like just focusing on Instagram and seeing where that takes us. And then you know, if I find that I'm in a groove and I can add a little bit more, then we'll do it. But I'm notorious for biting off more than I can chew and I need to learn not to. So that's where we are. Sounds good to me. I'm mm -hmm. all for it. Mm -hmm. So let's get to our next email. Our second email is from Eric and he wrote in and he really gave us something to think about. I thought it was a really well-crafted email. Thank you, Eric, for writing in living in beautiful Indiana. He has a question. He wants to know, he works from home, okay? How do you guys motivate yourselves? He can't seem to get himself motivated. He's stuck at home. He has to work from home. He doesn't exercise. He's eating trash nonstop, according to him. This is his words. Mm -hmm. And he has a whole litany of things that need to be addressed that he keeps putting off. Uh, he said, uh, for example, earlier today, I was getting ready to open up my online tutoring calendar to make some money. While the application was loading, I opened a second window in the browser, classic, and looked up secret societies on Wikipedia. <laughs> I wound up going down that rabbit hole for the next seven hours. Didn't get any work done. Seeking your advice, yours unconditionally, Eric. So, Eric works from home. He can't get on track. He's got things he wants to do. Oh, what do you think, Leanne? What was your, I know he wrote him back, so you can go through that or you could just talk about what you thought of his email. Thank you so much for sending that email. So it looks like it's frozen. So you might not even be able to hear me. Okay. Well, I'll yeah, that all, that all broke up. Let's, uh, so, let's start here. Yeah. We were talking about Eric's email. Leanne, what is your thoughts on his email? Well, I wrote him back. Um, uh, thank you so much for sending it to us. I think it's awesome. Like I, it really made my day when you said to check it cause there's, we've got an email. I didn't realize it was actually going to be like a, a question for us and like looking for, you know, insight. And, uh, it was, it was very cool. So that keep them coming everybody. So, um, anyway, E, this was, this was a good one. I sent him, um, I sent him a response kind of going through what, um, what I do. Um, and I am, I'm not good at keeping myself motivated. Um, but some of the things that I told him are, you know, if I have a really good sleep at night, that's why it's one of my things that I want to get seven and a half hours at night. Um, if I have a good sleep the night before and I start my day with a sweat session, um, whether it's on the elliptical or a run or well, not a run, I'm a walker. Um, or, you know, like cable work or whatever. Um, if I sweat for first thing in the morning and had a good night, the rest of my day is pretty productive and it's a lot easier for me to kind of motivate myself to do the rest of the stuff that I do during the day. 
Um, if I don't have a good sleep, um, or I wake up too late and I'm not able to work out in the morning, I have a harder time. I also pointed out that it depends on the things that we have to do. So if they're really quick, um, or more enjoyable actions or, or things that we need to do, um, I find that those are easier and you don't need as much motivation. Um, and then I also told him to like, kind of think about when he says, I have a litany of things that I need to do, um, do you actually need to do them? Because we say that we need to do this and we need to do that. But if we actually needed to do something, we would do it. Like if, you know, a loved one said, oh my God, I need to go to the hospital. I'm pretty sure that Wikipedia wouldn't like stop him. You know, I'm pretty sure he would get in the car and get them to the hospital. So that would be something that you need to do. Um, but if it's something that you feel like you're obligated to do, uh, questioning why you feel like you need to do it is important because if we can really like narrow it down and come up with a compelling enough reason, then that'll kind of drive us. Um, but if, if we don't have a good enough why of why we have to do something, um, then subconsciously we'll like pick all of the reasons why it's not necessary. And then we'll find every other excuse not to do it. Um, some of the things that, uh, some of the hacks that I told him, uh, I get really easily distracted. Um, so, and I think a lot of people are like that. So I like to set a deadline on things because if you're against the clock, um, if you're against the clock, then it's pretty, it's, it gives you that motivation. Um, I think you kind of do that, right? Like with your, with your homework and, and things like that. Oh yeah. I always do that the procrastinator to the bitter end. And then when I'm up against it, I've got six hours left or four hours to go until this paper's due. I bust it out because I feel the pressure of not wanting to fail. But you don't have to, I mean, you don't have to live your life that way. Some people thrive on that deadline though. And I think a lot of people are like that. Every time I bring up how I do my homework, which is mm -hmm. wait to the last minute, most people will chime in and agree with me. So yeah. I think it might just be human nature, but there is something about having a deadline looming. If it's something you care about, you will get it done. Yeah. And I think there's, oh gosh, I wish I knew the name of it. Um, oh, there is a name of it that there's um, some kind of law that we will take for however long we have to do something, that's how long we'll take to do it. So if you have 12 hours to do something, you'll take 12 hours to do it. Um, a good example of that is when we're, when we're at work, then, you know, we'll kind of drag our feet and be doing things. And, you know, Fridays will be like not very productive and whatever. But if we have a vacation happening Saturday morning and we know we're not going to be there the next week and we've got to get a lot of stuff done that week before you haul but like you get things done. Um, so if you have less time to do it, then you get uh, things done a lot quicker. And there is a, there's an actual law for that. And I don't remember what the name is. Um, is it Parkinson's it, law? Is it actually? I think you're right, right? I just threw it out there. I don't know if this, <laughs> I just looked that, up Parkinson's law. Yeah, that actually sounds familiar. I think that might be it. It says work expands to fill the time available. That's it. Is better it? said than I. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, so cool. Maybe, 
Yeah. So I think that's part of it. So if you can like make that timeline shorter, then, um, then you'll get it done quicker. Uh, and then another couple things I said was to write yourself a reminder. So like a post-it note, um, and put it on your computer screen or next to you. Um, and what that does for me is that rabbit hole that he was talking about, um, that happens to all of us. Like, yes, you know, or put it on your computer or on your phone. If you're not using your phone and you're at your computer, put it on your phone. So then when you get that notification, you see, it and it's like, oh no, I need to do this. I need to focus on this task. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that helps. And then setting an alarm on my phone. I set an alarm. Uh, if I'm in something and I know that I'm not overly enjoying it, but it needs to get done. And I know that I'm going to be easily distracted. I set an alarm on my phone for either 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Um, and all that that does is it reminds me to get back on track. So if I did get sidetracked and, you know, went to another task or got trapped in, you know, an internet search somehow or on Instagram, um, when that alarm goes off, it's like, Oh man, I need to get back to it. And at least it was only 30 minutes that I, you know, kind of wasted instead of the whole day. The rabbit hole, so to speak, the wormhole of going down these deep dives on the internet, they get so deep mm. Wikipedia, uh, for sports fans, things like baseball reference. The, there's all these like pages of information now that we can have at our fingertips. And it's so much easier to dive at uh, imdb.com for movie buffs. People do this stuff all the time because why would I want to do a task that is required of me when I could venture down the, uh, you know, the history of films of you know, Quentin Tarantino and all the people that are within his movies. And then you look at the actors and you click on their bios and it just goes on and on and on. We, we've all done it. We all know this. It's, it's a common phenomenon. now. So I think those are some good tools, Leanne. That's smart. The phone alarm is something everybody can do because we all have a phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like the, the rabbit hole is, it's so sneaky. That's the hard part is like right now, I didn't even open up my phone to look up that law. And when you said Parkinson's, I was like, oh, I'm going to go on my phone and go and just like make sure that that's the one that it was. And I was like, no, because if I go on my phone and I look that up, then I'm going to see like there's going to be some other article and then I'm going to start reading that and yep. totally diverge. It's, it's nuts. Classic buzzkill of productivity, no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. uh, is it. You've worked from home for how many years now? Uh, 15. Okay. I first worked from home in 2011 uh, doing a part-time job and I actually did pretty well with that because of the focus. I needed the job. And I was really grateful to have it. So attitude played a big role, but you're not always going to have that attitude line up with your priorities. Because mm -hmm. in 2016, I had another job where I worked from home and this was a good job as well. But this time I was, you know, I was dealing with issues in my personal life that were a problem. I was, you know, for those of you that don't know, I've recovery from uh, opioid use, you know, over two and a half years without using. So I'm very proud of that. But mm -hmm. in 2016, I was very deep within that. And the job I had got working from home was a new opportunity to kind of give me a second chance, which is very common when you're trying to get clean and you're getting high, you get, <laughs> you're always looking to start fresh. I mean, this podcast is like, when it comes to addiction, this podcast name is like the, and it's, 
the perfect symbolism. The first day of the rest of my life always starts tomorrow. You know, today's the last day I'll use. Tomorrow will be the first day where I start fresh. I'm getting clean tomorrow. You know, it's so typical. But during that time in 2016, I was doing that a lot. But when I was given this job, I was excited about it. But I was still using. And then when I would get high, I would just watch movies and I would blow it off and I would do it anything else but work. But once I realized I was starting to screw up after the first month, I started, I had got on some uh, medicine so I could stay sober. And then I started focusing on work more, but then I still found myself clicking on Netflix and, oh, just watch this one movie. And then it's two hours later and I haven't done any work because I'm sitting in my pajamas all day Mm -hmm. and there's nobody there to hold me accountable unless they're checking in on my work after the fact. So it's kind of like a, it was a job where the end result would show if I had done my job. Mm, And that it's just interesting how the attitude and the situation define my desire. I think your attitude could really help Eric. I don't know uh, if you like your job or what you're doing right now. We don't, I don't think he expressed that exactly. Did he? No. Um, But if you are somebody who's married and you have a comfortable home and you're not like, Oh, I got to have this job. So it means everything to me. You know, in 2011, when I worked that first job from home, I needed the money and I was really motivated to get out of my mom's house. I was 30 years old and living in my mom's. I wanted to get out. So I was very motivated to work hard and focus on the job. So the attitude was everything. I don't know. That's just something to think about. That's a good point. And I was, I was saying, um, in the email that I sent back to him, I had mentioned that kind of, you're much better with words than I am, but, um, I kind you are. That's when you're a wordsmith or a Mrs. Smith or a word Mrs. (laughs) But it's one, that's one of your skills and I, I love it. But, um, so what he, what I was telling him too, is like when I was talking about finding that why, um, right now, is an especially difficult time for all of us to find that motivation because the longer that this deadline goes out in front of us, the less sense of urgency we have. Um, especially if you're finding a way of bringing in some sort of income. Um, so if you're, you know, taking advantage of some of the programs that are out there or, you know, you have enough savings or whatever, um, when he was giving the example of him kind of like he had to go on cause he wanted to make some more money. Um, but then he like spent the whole day, you know, down that rabbit hole because he didn't necessarily need the money. And because he, um, because we're not spending as much right now because we're at home. So, which I guess is another question that I'm curious if people are spending more, but for me, I'm not, I'm not going to restaurants you know, I'm not shopping. Um, I'm not driving. So my gas is like nothing. Um, so all of that kind of stuff, it loses that, uh, that push exactly what you're saying it. So it's, it's, um, I think your attitude, but also your priority and like something that this whole COVID thing has taught me is I think that we need to start doing right now. Like we need to start just doing what needs to get done right now. Cause we don't know what tomorrow will hold, you know, like mm-hmm. there's so many things I wanted it, something super simple 
my running shoes were getting bad because I was getting shin splints every time that I was going out. And, um, so I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I need to get new running shoes. And I kept putting it off. I put it off for two weeks. Now it's too late. And now I'm like, every time I'm working out with my running shoes, I'm like, this sucks. Had I just done what I needed to do when I needed to do it, then it would be, my life would be so much easier right now. And I think that we need to just step up and realize that tomorrow we literally don't know what will be there tomorrow. So make that money today, you know, do that thing today. I don't know. It's so weird not being able to see you. I'm so used to doing these podcasts where I can see your face. Oh, and just, I'm here. I'm here. I know. I can see the little green box, but. <laughs> You're right, though. I yeah. think even though when there are high stakes and people think that there might not be a tomorrow, it never seems real. So. Mm. we continue mm -hmm. forward with our routines people have diabetes yeah. and they jeopardize their own lives still people lose limbs because they keep eating the same way they they have diabetes they'll continue to eat things that are so bad for them and live a way that is so unhealthy for them that they will have amputations occur because you're right even presented with the most severe risks in our lives a lot of us will just still steadfastly do what we do is because it's what we've been it's what we, not what we've been taught to do. It's what we've learned to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what the power of the brain comes into all this. You know, our brains are so powerful and they control everything going on. And all of us are just a bunch of brains floating around in bodies. We are, you may think you're in control and I, I may think I'm in control of my situations or my habits, but it's not. It's the brain learned what you allowed it to see. So that is the only real impact that you have as a person, as a human being what you expose your brain to is what will dictate how your brain develops these patterns that you get stuck in. Mm -hmm. Good point. Well, I don't know. I mean, my, when I was getting high all the time in Vicodin, I learned that, you know, it was, my brain was exposed to it and it liked it. Now the question is, why did it like it? You know, I had to dive into that and figure that out. You know, it was not just a matter of, Sure, I liked getting high. It made me feel really good, but why did I need to feel really good? You know, that I had to dive into all of that and and break that down on my own time. And if anything brings you pleasure in this situation, whether it is a simple seven hour wormhole of Wikipedia dives, if that's what brings you pleasure, you should look into it and write down why does that bring me pleasure? What am I avoiding? What is it really that bothers me? I think. All the questions that we're sitting here talking about are really just a question of what are we avoiding? We need to sit down and ask ourselves why by either writing it out, uh, turning on a camera and just recording ourselves and talking to it or talking to someone else. These are all connected in the end. We're avoiding things because of something that has happened or a learned behavior from the past. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I've been struggling with all this a lot the last couple of weeks. And when you say write it down, um, I'll share what I've been doing. I mean, you know, but I'll share with the people that are listening um, because it's been actually really helpful. I always thought that I needed to write in a journal uh, and pen to paper. And there actually is science behind it that it actually is better for you to do pen to paper because your brain can actually um, 
understand what you're writing. And when you're typing, it, it doesn't actually understand it. But um, typing it is like the second best thing, but I've been doing it and I've been doing it in a Google doc where Mike can read it. And um, it's been really, really helpful to be able to do this, especially during this time, because if you're, if you're separated from somebody that you really care about, or actually, I guess it doesn't even really matter if you're separated, if you're just not having these kinds of conversations, we're all going through a ton of stuff right now. Um, and it's affecting all of us in different ways. And I've been writing it down in a doc so he can read it. Um, because I'm not great at, like I said, he's really great with words. Um, I'm not, I'm not really one to really, it's funny. Like I'm a lover. Like I love people and I will tell you that I love you. And I will tell you everything that I love about you. And, um, I'm very open in that sense, but when it comes to anything personal, um, I have a hard time discussing it. And, um, so I've started doing that and it's been really, really helpful because it's been kind of forcing me to put my thoughts all in place. And, um, these questions, even like, you know, from Eric and from Rich and, the people that are talking on Instagram, it's really nice here. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's not nice to hear that other people are struggling, but it's nice to know that we're not alone, that we're all going it's through this. It's comforting. That's a good word for it. Yeah. To know that we're all kind of in this together. And that's one of the, you know, the hashtags that are going around that we're all in this together, but we're not all in just COVID together. We're all in this, like this human experience together. And so that's what I think that's, I know this is totally like veering off. Um, but anyway, that's what I'm, I think I'm most excited about this podcast. Um, and the, you know, Twitter and Instagram is the community that we're going to grow. Um, and that we're all going to get, you know, our feet in the right path. So then tomorrow really is the first day of the rest of our lives. So well, I sure hope it is, Leanne. The tomorrow <laughs> could be the first day of the rest of our lives. Yes. By the way, hit us up at First Day Pod. First Day Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And First Day Pod at ProtonMail.com. Write us. If you're liking what you hear and you are being provoked to act, write an email right now and send it to us. Or get on the Instagram or Twitter and just send us a, a quick, you know, a hundred word blurb or less. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I think what Leanne's doing is very powerful. Uh, writing down what's going on in your mind or what's happened in the past to you and then letting someone else read it. You're not being judged immediately or anything like that. You're allowed to just freely express it and then someone else gets to read it after the fact. So maybe you feel more comfortable to just kind of express yourself in the moment. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, obviously do it with somebody that, you know, isn't going to judge you. And, um, that's always been like a thing for me because I judge myself. So, um, I just assume everybody else is judging me too, but really the fact of the matter is nobody else cares. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep. This is something a lot of us who are really hard on ourselves never learn. Nobody mm -hmm. cares. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when something's happening in the world, it's not about you. You know, it's not about us. It's I always mean, about me. 
I know with you, yeah, I know with you, it's always about you. But, you know, when I, even if I, when I, I get afraid to fly, right? I get really nervous on flights, really, really nervous. So much so that I demanded, not demanded, but I begged to get off a flight uh, two years ago when I was flying from Philly to Detroit because I didn't want to fly. I, we sat there for 45 minutes. The plane had a delay and we weren't taking off yet. And I asked the stewardess, like, can I please get off? She's like, Oh, sure, honey. No problem. And I had this shirt that said, is my uh, Christ shirt, what does it say? Or y'all need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> so I think she might have thought I was being serious and not facetious. Because uh, so, she's like, oh, bless your heart. Aww. Bless you. I can't do a good Southern accent. Bless your heart. No, that sounds <laughs> No, that's not. She was like really sweet. She's like, oh, bless your heart. Oh. Mm. And she let me go. But I was so freaked out. What I should have realized is the flight is not about me. I'm just one passenger of 200. It's not about me. I, that's something I need to think about. I'll think about that going forward because I just realized that. But, you know, the power of ourselves being locked into a situation and thinking what's happening in the moment is completely about us and no one else is really what leads to a lot of phobias. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. You're right. So... Okay. Eric, thank you so much for your email. Uh, any yeah. final thoughts on Eric's email? Um, I think those were some good pieces of advice you offered him. They're simple, but they're, they're, they work, you know, setting alarms, uh, writing things down. These are little f- methods you can do to help yourself. Um, and one other thing, um, because a lot of people are working from home now and they've never really done it before. Um, and you know, everybody makes a joke that I'm putting my dress shirt on top and I'm still wearing my boxers underneath because I'm, you know, doing a zoom call. Uh Um, don't do that. So one of the, the best ways for you to be productive is for you to wake up in the morning. Like I said, if you can work out in the morning, it really is. And I never, I never used to be a a morning person or be someone that worked out. Um, so this is not coming from someone that's like, you know, raw, raw, let's do this. But I'm really trying to do it because I, I see the benefit from it. So if you can do, if you can do that, if you can work out in the morning, that's great. But if you can't get up and shower and get ready, like you're going out, like somebody's going to see you. And, um, it just does something to you. You feel more productive. You feel more put together and your day will be more productive. Um, and the other thing is don't, if you can, don't sit on the couch doing the work that you need to do. Your couch is made for you to be comfortable watching a movie or hanging out um, and don't sit in your bed thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to like jump on and do my emails right away. Get up, get ready and go and sit down somewhere. Even if it's at the kitchen table or at the island or wherever, sit down upright and, and do your work. So I think that's a big, it sounds really simple, but it really has a massive impact in when you're working at home and being productive. That's it. I think that's an excellent point. The couch theory. Very good. It's important to make sure you're sitting upright, focusing when you're trying to do actual uh, things you want to accomplish when you're typing or if you're drawing anything that involves something or a goal that you're trying to complete a task. Mm -hmm. I always sit at the dining room table. I sit upright and I sit at the dining room table with a nice, you know, stiff chair and I do my, uh, I I do my homework or, Whatever I have to write out, any sheet I'm working on, a Google Doc, anything I have to do, I'm doing it focused straight ahead, looking out the window. Mm -hmm. Even though there is a TV to the right of me, but I try to avoid it. That's good. 
And then another thing is another thing is getting up and not letting yourself sit there for eight hours. You know, get yourself up and move around every, you know, 45 minutes or every hour just to shake it off and and then you can refocus. Okay. Well, thanks so much for the email, Eric. Thank you. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. That was, it was wonderful. That's why I'm loving these emails. It really gets me thinking about so much. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was beautiful. Thank you, Eric. You really inspired us to think about our own lives. And hopefully through that, we can come to better understandings of ourselves and maybe together we can all grow just a little bit today. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be great. It would be great. Um, other people want to know, why did I shave my head? Yeah, why did you shave your head and your face at the same time? Well, I was originally just trimming my beard when I started to keep going. Here's the thing. This is really nothing special here. I didn't have the um, the clipper part. What do they call those things? The uh, What do you put on clippers? Those... Like different, oh, yeah, the little like uh, I don't <laughs> guards, know. guards. Yeah, yeah, the different guard sizes. I didn't have any of my guards. I just had my clippers, so I was like, oh, well, I'll just you know trim my beard anyways. Why not? And so I started doing that, and then I just kept going and going. Next thing I know, most of my beard was gone, and then I crept up to the sideburns. And the next thing I know, I went all the way up the sideburns, and then I just did a part of my side of my head. Next thing you know, I just kept going. I was like Forrest Gump, you know? I, just, mm-hmm. I was running. I was cutting. <laughs> you know, I had nothing else to do, so I just kept on cutting and trimming. Next thing you know, I was completely shaved all the way. Beard mm-hmm. and head. First Are you liking it? 1999 that I did that. Wow. And even in 1999, I didn't go as close as I did with this. But Am I liking it? Yeah, I actually turned out fairly well. Surprised. I I was really, really not a fan of how I looked in 1999 when I did the buzz cut and people made fun of me a lot. There was a lot of jokes. I mean, I I was 19. I was 18, actually. I wasn't even 19 yet. I was 18 and a lot of people were in my life at that time in a period where what you did is made fun of each other. That's what we did. You know, I still was (laughs) connected with my friends. Like we all lived together, things like that. They were a part of my life every day. So Naturally, I just got a lot more ribbing than I would now. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially now because there's, you know, we're all isolated. I I stay alone. I'm at I'm at my mom's right now. I could be at home where my roommate Jamie is. Uh, hi, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> uh, but I decided to. My mom lives in Mexico. This isn't important, but she lives in Mexico during the winter, and she's stuck down there due to the COVID, and she didn't want to fly back because she was afraid. She's older. I get it. So we decided. Are we going to have her on the podcast? <laughs> I don't what well, I don't know. I think we should. I think that'd be great. I'll think about that one. We'll see if there's an angle where, you know, she can find she fits. We'll see if she fits in somewhere. I think I think it'd be great to get her take on what that means. Like she was supposed to be back a month ago. So like that totally changes your whole life. I mean, you know, that's a great place to have to change your life. But I think, you know, I think that that'd be interesting. Absolutely. We'll talk about that after the show. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so she's stuck down in Mexico. She's staying down there now till the end of April, maybe beginning of mid-May. We'll see. But 
you know, she has this house here. All it's just sitting here empty. I thought, you know, it's quarantine time. We're not doing anything. I might as well just get a break and go up here by myself. So I've just been hanging out here by myself and that's how I ended up shaving my head too, is because there's nobody here to judge me. There's nothing <laughs> to prevent me. I don't have a job to go to right now. I've been laid off. So I am just here every day. I can try some radical looks. So that's why I did it. I just thought it was a time to do it. And I just kind of kept going when I started shaving and here I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, um, it shocked me like to be quite honest, it really did. Cause you didn't even, it's not like you like texted me or something and said, Hey, guess what I did. You just like jumped on a video call and I was like, Oh yeah. I'd love to do that. You know that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it shocked me and you look like a totally different person. Like now you look like Mike, like it's fine. Um, but you look like a completely different person. I felt like I was talking to somebody new, which was kind of interesting actually, but yeah, it was very, very different, but I got adjusted to it super quick. Yeah. I was trying to imagine if you had done something radical yourself and how it would look to me and what it would be like to know I'll someone. I'll shave my then, head then. That's what I said. You should. <laughs> I think you would look great. You could pull off the bald look. You really could. Yeah. I don't know about that. If not many people can do it, not many females can pull it off, but only the beautiful ones can do it. I think you can do it. I think oh, you can. Oh, look at you. Well, we'll see. So, so yeah, that's why I did it. It's no big deal. You know, there's no social risk for it because I'm stuck at home. So it was a pretty safe play if you think about it. Yeah, that's smart actually. And plus shaving your head's not like a bad thing. It's just like, oh, hey, I shaved my head. Yeah. They say it's better too. Then you're not like getting like little germs all over. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going anywhere anyways. Uh, beards are gross. Beards do attract a lot of poo and everything. It's been shown. So Jeez. Yeah. Things get stuck. The beard is covering your face. So anything that sticks to your face is, if you don't wash your beard frequently, it's going to have a bunch of stuff in it. So. Oh God. Um, poo beard. Okay. Just remember that next time you're kissing your husbands or boyfriends whoever you are out there just remember there's poo on that beard don't do this <laughs> it's so awful it's not a pleasant thought i agree oh god okay well slimiac over on uh instagram he did not lose a bet it was a good good guess but he didn't lose a bet um yeah so gosh yeah, I when you came on the video chat, it was funny because you came on, but you didn't have you couldn't see my video and you couldn't hear me. So <laughs> it was funny because it like it shocked me. I think you could tell in my face you couldn't see it because you weren't even it wasn't loaded yet. Um right. and I think I screamed. Like I think the rest of the people in the house heard me because it was just like, it shocked me that much. But I was able to like get my composure by the time you were like, okay, we're all set up. What do you think? <laughs> so. I wish I would have recorded that. It would have been so I know. great to see that. Dang. It would have. It would have. So wait, uh, so Slimiac, he had a bet that I did it for a different reason? He, no, he thought that you lost a bet. When I put it out there and oh, I was asking people what okay. they yeah. thought, yeah. which was a good, you know, of course, that's what you would think. I guess that's true. Yeah. No, no bets here. Just something to do during the COVID crisis. 
<laughs> yeah. So if anybody else is feeling like shaving their head, or if you have a significant other or a friend who has poo in their beard, hit us up at firstdaypod <laughs> at protonmail.com. First day pod on Twitter and Instagram. First day pod. It's the first day of the rest of our lives. Me and Leanne are here to help get you started. So tomorrow is what, Leanne? The first day of the rest of our lives. Yay! <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, Leanne? Um, any well wishes you'd like to express going forward? I really want to thank everybody. This has been really cool. Like, we've only been on Instagram for like a week. We've been on, uh, we've really only been doing the pod like in its entirety for a week. And we're already starting to grow a little community and it's small, but mighty. And I just want to thank everybody um, that's joined us so far. And if you're hearing us for the first time, hop on Instagram or Twitter and connect because we are all in this together and we all can get one step in front of the other and tomorrow can be the rest of the first day of the rest of our lives. So thank you everybody. I really appreciate it. Oh, is that and, from the 80s montage? What's that? We got to put one step in front of the <laughs> other. It's from the 80s movie. There's a montage where they're clean. It's from the Revenge of the Nerds, I think. Yes. They're cleaning up the house. So. Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, that's it. That's what that reminds <laughs> me of. I'm sorry. Are you going to say something? I interrupted you. Yeah, I was just going to thank you. So thank you for putting this all together and, and getting us actually started and consistent because it's been fun. Well, it's a 50-50 thing. It's your pod and my pod. We do this together. So that's very kind of you to say, but thank you, Leanne. You're doing a great job. I'm doing a great job. We're really happy to be on this pod sharing with you. If you have a thought or an idea for next week's show, we record every Tuesday and we put out every Tuesday night. So <laughs> <laughs> last minute. I just said we put out every Tuesday night. Wow, that sounds so bad. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't do that. But we put an episode <laughs> out every Tuesday night, and we would love to get feedback and thoughts for the next episode. We, we can come up with stuff and happily create our own ideas, but if we can engage with you and you can share ideas in your funky little brains, tell us what's going on in there. Share us an email. Hit us up anywhere, anytime. We'd love to connect with you. It really does make or break the show. So thank you, Eric and Rich, for emailing us. You really helped make this week's episode. And thank you, and, Leanne. And thank you, everybody that's been commenting on our Instagram. And Heather, you've been really going full out and giving a lot of tips and, and stuff to other people too, which has been really great. So way to go, Heather. You. Yay. Heather rules. She also, does. Also, uh, shout out to Danielle. Thanks for listening. We love you. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. Uh, hopefully tomorrow is the first day of the rest of our lives. Bye.